0: everybody and welcome back to episode 6 of the pre-production meeting. I'm your co-host Josh Urker and I'm here with... Your boy Austin. Let's go Austin. <laughs> how are you? How's your week been? There's a lot to go over this week, uh, sorry, this episode. Tell us, Ugh. week from hell I hear.
1: Yeah, look, for everybody that doesn't know, I legitimately, um, a couple, like a month or two ago I had a car accident. Not serious at all whatsoever. Yeah. Uh, my car went into the smash repairs. It was there for a good three and a half weeks and I had a loan car ever since then and that was how I was getting to and from yeah. my destinations, this place to be exact. Mm. And uh, last week was the day that my car was ready to pick up. Um, I went and picked it up, paid the, paid the hefty price of car repairs, So-so. car surgery, and then as I was driving home from said car repairs – my car broke down. <sighs> so, uh, that's another thing. It's just been a week head fuck of a week. Mm. It's um, like money, Ubers, public transport. It's just, it's been the week from hell. And all the while, I'm trying to balance progression as well. Mm. That's also been another level of stress that I've been going through as well, but... Things are starting to look up. Yeah. Things Ma- are starting to look up. So things are in play. And things you're are, you're yeah. here now. Exactly right. All right.
0: This will get you
1: back on track. Yes, please. You know, hopefully.
0: The podcast <laughs> is what's, you know, helped us in the last month or so get back on track. So hopefully oh. if either of us have had a bad week, we get to this day, you know, we get back into the gist of things. Progression just makes, you know, mm-hmm. the, the mental side of everything better. You know, because you feel like you're starting to get progress again. You feel like you're making the most of your days and if you've had a bad week, you're back here and you're doing something positive. I exactly that's right. The main thing I and call. I think
1: the, the thing that just rubs salt in the wound was um, uh, the mechanic told me when I dropped my car off on Monday, he's like, best case scenario, scenario you'll have your car back by the weekend mm. and worst case scenario, I'll have it for four weeks. And I was like, oh, for fuck's sake, here we go again. And then... Um, he rang me the other day told me that the parts were going to come in yesterday or today mm. didn't come in yesterday they still haven't come in today he said he's going to have my car ready by this afternoon I'm already going to be at work by that time name so and shame this mechanic he's no, 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 not, not doing that <laughs> he's no, a good that. bloke he's a good yeah. guy top of the range he's, bloke just it, you know he's it, it's beyond mm. his control the mm. transit for the parts that I need for my car so um but no he's been really informative but it's just it's beyond his control the yeah. um, progression of you go. Fixing my car. Maybe
0: he needs to listen to this podcast <laughs> and get to get notes on progression. Yeah,
1: exactly, but you know, you're a good bloke. Thanks for your help. Not a anger, now? but um, That's yeah. Look, matters. it's a new week. Um, I'm hitting refresh today, mm-hmm. and I'm ready to go. So let's go. All right, I have a couple of things to
0: say about last week. So if you guys watched last week's episode, you would know that <clears throat> you know there are a couple controversial opinions <laughs> <a> couple. <laughs> that were said, and um, a couple rants that went on. And you know, I've got some uh, <clears throat> opinions from people throughout the week um, about their thoughts on what I had to say about their favourite old filmmakers, which, again, I love them so much. (laughs) Just fantastic filmmakers. Um, But, yeah, I just want to – you know, I've had a think about it and I just want to take this time to apologise – to absolutely oh, nobody
1: Jesus because I, I
0: stick by everything that I said. I it was <laughs> the double champ what does what the double champ wants, oh, all right? Um, no, no, <laughs> but all seriousness, I, I appreciated getting um, the feedback from everybody. Um, it's funny, and really, it's funny. <laughs> it is. Like, looking back and I'm like, mm, should we cut this out? Should we not? Should, whatever. And you know what? I stick by it. But I do have a change of perspective on certain Kind of um, things that I did say. Okay. So, for example, I did go on and get a bit too into how much I hate certain movies or hate certain filmmakers. And I just want to preface, i got a bit carried away. I appreciate the filmmaking. I just don't connect with those films. All right? I don't connect with those films and I don't connect with those filmmakers. doesn't mean I don't respect what they do. I know it came across a bit uh, disrespectful last week, but- (laughs) <clears throat> <clears throat> I I respect what they did. I just it just doesn't connect with me, man.
1: Well, that's one thing I wish I said last week, and all of you will notice I didn't really say much. But um, yeah. one thing that um I've kind of had my eyes open to really like when I call a film a piece of shit. Yeah, like I'm not saying that the um behind the scenes is everything, because like, the the work that goes in. as yeah. like, you guys will see this with the progression of our films. Like, it's a lot. Man, it's a man. lot of work. You so that knock. you can't knock the work ethic that people show, yeah. the late hours, the crazy hours these people work, like it's everything. A, that's respect. Like respect. Respectfully. There. But like Josh yeah. said, like, you know, sometimes you just don't resonate with yeah. the film and it just, yeah. That's more what we'll probably talk about. Yeah.
0: And I feel like the way that I <laughs> handled things last week, it's just, it comes from a passionate place. Yeah. You know, because we are passionate <laughs> about filmmaking in general. You know, we have these strong opinions and I don't know. I've got a couple things that, um, kind of, like I said, changed my perspective on last week. Um, But I feel like in terms of not liking old films, bro. Bless Excuse you. me. There you go. Sorry. <laughs> um, I tried to find that so hard. Look, man, look. <laughs> I, you know, this is brought up by, we had multiple chats this week in our little film kind of group <laughs> chat. And there were lots of quotes that were said. And I've jotted down some. And, you know, I think this encapsulates... Perfectly, why I just don't resonate with these old filmers and old uh, old filmmakers and old films, right? You know, films were made back in the day for that time period.
1: Yeah, right. That was a good point.
0: Audiences have changed, right? Films are made for the audiences of that time. Yes, hence why I just can't wrap my head around some of the storytelling, some of the you know just the direction and everything that they go in those old films, whereas. Like I said, we've or another. This kind of goes with it, you know. It I think a huge factor with how we, you know, resonate with films, um, is the way that we're brought up, the generation we're brought up in, and the household we're all brought up in. You know, and we weren't brought up in the nineteen hundreds. We were brought up in the. 2000s with the tiktok era and the millennials not saying that tiktok era has anything to do (laughs) actually dad dab yes it does um that's what i mean though um like some things we just can't relate to back then again it was the start of everything the start of storytelling and like i said i can respect it i can respect the hard work and effort that goes into making a film because we've been there we know how long and grueling those hours are on a short film so we can only imagine how it is on a feature and it's like I think, yeah, I hope that clears it up. Like, it, <laughs> you know, films are made for the audiences of that time period, hence why I don't resonate. I mean, some people may resonate with those old films. Maybe they're just an old soul, or maybe they were brought up with those films. But, you know, I wasn't brought up with any old films growing up. Yeah. I was brought up with, I think Star Wars was the only saga that I was brought up with, and re watching them, I just, I like them. I, I don't think they're the strongest stories. But, like I said, you know, I, I can appreciate it because like... Shit. <laughs> like Lockie said, Tony Stark was able to build his suit in a cave with scraps and that's what old filmmakers did with their films back in the day and I right. appreciate that, right?
1: They paved the way. They
0: they did pave the way, but those scraps were scraps back then and when I view old movies, that's what I see. I see the scraps, man.
1: Do you reckon that's why Scott says he hates... MCU so much or superhero films in general in terms of what like-, like when he says it's not cinema or anything like that like i get that like there's a uh, yeah. that's that argument i I, like
0: I, I, versus- I i 100% think that yeah i do think but it's the opposite to me i think he can't resonate with the modern day, modern day.
1: and like coppola yeah, like scorsese, all year yeah. and scorsese all-year-old filmmakers I, like-
0: I think they can't get with the times yeah They're stuck back in their generation, which is fine. Like, and exactly, that's exactly it. It's the complete contrast, you know, me and old movies and then Scorsese and, you know, the MCU, because I would say modern day cinema is the MCU, which I, I, I don't, I agree with to a certain extent, a certain level, but yeah, I think that's the exact argument that you can make. Yeah. And they're stuck in their time. But yeah, and like films have changed over time. The way they're all made, the stories, just the way stories are told and I don't know, it's just it's that that difference. Yeah. And I think if you know, if people were not happy with the opinions that were said of last time, number one, I don't care. Number two, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, I'm joking. I'm joking. I do care. Um, oh, <laughs> we're just sh- getting, getting ahead of ourselves. <laughs> you were
1: doing so well. <laughs> 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 um. But yeah, that's that's. I hope that kind of like clears it all up. But yeah. Uh, that's fair enough. I had a friend message me last night and she was like, his opinions are just plain wrong. <laughs> and she, <laughs> she said... Um, <laughs> She said, when he said jaws were shit, my nostrils flared. I got so angry. <laughs> yeah. That's the uh, definition of scraps, mate. Oh, so uh, um, oh, and I also had a phone call with a mate yesterday who said it was so funny when um, Josh went on his rant and then the um, constant beeping of your swear words <laughs> just made him laugh uncontrollably. Yeah, I, was, so. <laughs> I was
0: like, "To I editor, up, mate, I've got to be carried away. Can you just yeah. keep it a bit PG?
1: <laughs> I'm like I got my mum listening. I'm like, uh, my like, man, let's, <laughs> let's figure something out here. But now I've had some people say that they they loved your rant. It was fucking hilarious. Yeah. And um, but although they disagree with your opinions,
0: their opinions, it, right? With sorry, where they disagree with your yeah, opinions? Not, they're sorry. they're they're not right. They're not wrong. Everybody's entitled to their own opinion. One hundred percent. And you know, it doesn't matter. Their opinions are wrong. <laughs> All right. Um. So I think now we go into the next segment. All right, for this segment, now we have reached the time to do the wrap-up of the week, my friend.
1: Oh, this will be good.
0: And um, first, before we get into that, I want to talk about something that I watched. I binged, right, before we get into the main wrap-up of the week. I watched Normal People, the TV series, uh, with Daisy Edgar-Jones, my oh. new favourite actress. Um, she is incredible, and this was her breakout role. Um, I love... TV shows and movies that dive deep into the mental and the mental aspect of relationships, kind of like a psychoanalysis of relationships. I think in another life, I would be a therapist, not a filmmaker. I, I find it so interesting um, just, you know, how different relationships work, you know, in real life as well as cinema and seeing different filmmakers perspectives on relationships, hence why I love Malcolm and Marie. Yep,
1: great um, film.
0: Normal People was is a TV series. I don't know if you've heard of it. It's on Stan. I've never Stan, heard of it. It was made in 2020. The, the lead actor got an Emmy for, I might be wrong, got an Emmy for his role in it. And it's basically telling a story of the relationship from high school. I won't spoil it till about when they're like 30s. Um, and just right. how that changes over time, you know, through high school, through uh, uni, um, after uni, and the trials and tribulations, again, of relationships in general. But this is not your normal show. It, it gets quite emotional towards the end, to be honest. But I finished it in two days because I love Dang. series that are like 20 cool. to 30 minutes. One season? Two seasons. One se- it was a limited series. Ah, yeah. And they're like 20 to 30 minute episodes, and there was like, 12 episodes or something? Oh, 11 maybe? I'm not okay, sure. Yeah, yeah. 12 or 11 episodes. But that actually made my list, my TV show list. And that came in tied number four of all time.
1: What's your... What, give me your five. All right. I you need m- to make it to Number sure.
0: five, Avatar The Last Airbender. The best animated fair, show fair of cool. all time. Uh, cool. Number four, <laughs> recently, uh, this is a funny one. Out of Banks.
1: Wait, are you going five to one? Yeah, five to one. Oh, yeah. okay.
0: Number four, Out of Banks.
1: Oh, I can get on board. It's decent,
0: that. mate. Yep. Decent. And Madeline Klein. Um, that <clears throat> F4 is to Outer Out of Banks and Normal People. Three is The Punisher. Oh, show, man. Yeah, bro. Two is How I Met Your Mother. And one, The Office. Good. Yeah. yeah. I can get on board with that. Yeah, mate. I exactly. Yeah, the that. office will never be. I actually hidden.
1: need to make a TV list. I've got a movie yeah. list, but mate, you should see my list. I have a list
0: of top fifty one movies, Harry Potter rankings, MCU rankings, MCU TV show list, Star Wars list, Star, Star Wars TV shows, Lord of the Rings list, Fantastic Beast list, DC films and TV shows all all on this one document, just all ranked. Damn. Yeah, if you guys <laughs> want to see an episode where we just go through it, let me know. But I think number one, The Office, that will never be beat. just I don't like Halala la Land for yeah, me will th- never be beat. Yeah, I can get on board with that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I recommend normal people. It's very, very, it's just so interesting the dynamics and it's brilliant filmmaking. To be honest, I got to about the third episode and I'm like, I'm basically watching porn. I didn't oh. I didn't know this going into it oh. I, I I didn't know this going into it I was watching I'm like are we am I watching stand still like <laughs> what's what's happening and I'm like you know what yeah but I'll tell you what you know you you forget about it yeah the more like you go into because it. it's such a great show it's just like it becomes background noise basically there is a lot of it though. Uh, okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, just I can't really get with those type of shows, but there is a lot of it but it it goes with the story. It's not just like, you know, filmmakers just chuck in yeah, shit like Tarantino chucks in his feet and <laughs> shit like.
1: Uh
0: yeah, I get you. Yeah, but like it, it it goes with the story, but it is a great TV show and I really recommend it. Um great actor, great actress and great writing as well.
1: Okay. The, uh, well, okay, that's the first I've ever heard of it before we get to the main event of this, wrap, <laughs> yeah. I want to just say something that I like the things I've watched in the past week. Um, I watched Lightyear, I, I hadn't seen We'd never Lightyear. seen Lightyear, never seen Lightyear <laughs> <laughs> until last year. I thought it was amazing, I thought it was great, <laughs> as well. I loved it. Yeah. um, I thought they handled what the because I wasn't expecting the um the plot to go the way it went, and that, I say <laughs> that and you might think there's a Man, big it, plot the, twist, the, but the, the ending well not the ending but like how it just so quickly goes into that first like the first attempt of the mission and you come back and then you're like
0: oh yeah I didn't know that yeah yet. so I, re- I was like oh okay that.
1: we're doing this and then like when it just and it worked like I was like oh god not another one and then you know it worked and then um, yeah and then the ending rolls around and I was like you know what I respect that that was mm. really really great writing really good film um, I also started your show Only Murders in the Building um, that's a show that Beth and I promised to watch together. Insane. So yeah, I mean, her, uh, I think we're about four episodes in, we've watched four episodes. Of the first season? The first season, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, really, really surprising. Who uh, do you think it is at the moment? I don't have a suspect at the I moment. Well, because like, it's obvious all signs are pointing to one person. You're like, well, that's just too obvious. It can't be them. And then... Points to another person like it's just too obvious. So I'm like I'm just I'm just strapped in for the ride. I love that show because it's about podcasting. Yeah, true crime. I think it's really funny how short apps. Yeah, exactly. That's the best thing is it's mm. just an easy watch mm. and it's yeah so, really well done. The best dog ever. I love the little bulldog mm. and I because I really want a bulldog. So when I see that bulldog, I'm like oh little little bulldog. I love it. You love the dogs. I though. love dogs. Um And there's there's. Tell me, like, I'll go off what your reaction is here. But every time there's the intro, it's like Selena Gomez, mm-hmm. Martin Short, yep, and, and Steve Martin, Steve Martin, and then like who actually d- said he's never taking a role again after Only Murders in the Building. Oh, good, read this year, sorry. good um, this week. Then when they do like that introduction and stuff like that, they do like because it's an animation mm. and all that kind of stuff. And then they come out, and then there's this old lady walking with a pug. And then I'm like, that's in every single thing, but I haven't seen that in the She's thing the yet. She's the building manager. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, you, you'll meet her. Yeah, yeah okay. Yeah, yeah. And then I'm just thinking, like, that, does that have something to do with the plot? I'm like, well, maybe, but I might be looking into it a bit much. Mm. <laughs> well, I cannot confirm or deny. Well, anyway, and then so yeah, so I watched Lightyear, year started watching Only Murders in the Building, but I watched a movie that surprised b- b- before me. Before
0: you go into that last thing about Only Murders in the Building, I kind of spoiled season 2 for myself. Ah, There's like two episodes you're left. I'm notorious for that. Yeah, but I went on sports bet to look at the novelty oh, you things dickhead. and you know how they <laughs> bro, there was a clear favorite of like who the murderer is in season 2 and I'm like Oh, fuck. number 1. If they if it is this chick I would never have guessed it. Number uh. two, why did I do this to myself?
1: <laughs> well, you just ruled out a gender for me. What did I say? You said this chick. <laughs> 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 are we watching these females go, oh, hey, hey, you're sus, you're sus. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Nah, that's Sorry, all right. Um, go on, um, but no, no, so Lightyear, Murders in the Building, and um, yeah, a movie that really surprised me, the latest Predator film. Oh, pray, pray! Heard yeah. that's amazing. Man. Yeah, 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 yeah. Bro, I was sitting there. I was like, all right, like, help, help, this might be bad, might be good. Like, fuck it, I'll just put it on for a loose watch. What? Man, I was enthralled with it. Mm. I was like, and there was some like, and you know me, I'm a gore. theme for like gore and violence and all that kind of stuff. There were some awesome kills in this. Also, a really good dog in mm-hmm, it as well. Mm-hmm. Um, the lead protagonist, I was like, "Oh, she's gonna get fucked up." But she holds her own really well. Yeah, um, she's a smart protagonist as well. I can get on board with a smart protagonist. The fight scenes and the like way things are handled are actually believable. I thought they're gonna Hollywood the shit out of this and just like, oh god, fifty cuts for one punch, like that kind of stuff. Yeah, but man, people are quite capable in this film. And then when you, you kind of like when they die, you're like, oh shit, I kind of felt that. But um. No, it really surprised me, and it's my like high recommend of the week. I Are you a
0: fan of the Predator Alien? I've only seen
1: Predator. I've only seen the first Predator and <laughs> yeah. then Alien one and two, so Alien and Aliens.
0: I've seen. I think I've seen
1: uh, the first Alien and then Predator vs Alien. Is that one? That's one of them. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and sorry, I've also seen uh, not Prey, the Predator film before this. Yep. Yeah. Which is. Dog shit actually absolutely sucks, but whoa! The, the filmmaking behind it is great. The <laughs> but filmmaking, we respect it. Yeah, we respect, yeah, we respect, that we respect because it's a hard task. Everything, yeah. like but the film sucks. Yeah, like, it oh sucks. my god! Hear that?
0: He, it's him this week,
1: not <laughs> me. Don't come at me. But um, look, if you like it, let me know. But um, I didn't. But hats off to
0: you, filmmakers. Mate, for that. that is a massive rank. You have got to calm down. You're about here. I need you down here, mate. Come on,
1: nowhere near you, buddy. Yeah, nowhere near you. But
0: <laughs> oh, speaking about rankings, though. So pray like 92 Rotten Tomatoes, right? Yeah. 92%. You know, Only Murders in the Building is the highest ranked TV show of all time really? on Rotten Tomatoes. 100% for season one and season two.
1: Shit, okay. Well, I've got some yeah. some
0: watching to do then. Yes, eh?
1: exactly. <laughs> all right. And then I think what's going to kick us off here is the titular main event. Oh, the main event. I also watched Bullet Train this time last week. And so, me and Austin had a bit of a disagreement earlier this week. Um, on <laughs> the,
0: it was quite, quite the um verbal boxing match in the
1: uh, Facebook chat. Oh, and this was something you were going to bring up today. Okay, I am excited because you said you had a response for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that I've been waiting for. Okay, but we we will go back to I'll be the
0: toxic ex and bring back our old argument. Right? <laughs> um, I woke up on a great sunny day. It was about eight AM. The weather was fine bit tired. Open my Facebook and I see you guys are talking. I'm like, I mm, wonder if Austin's written his review yet on uh, Bullet Train because I loved Bullet Train, um, one of the best movies I've ever seen. And I opened it and I could not believe my eyes. <laughs> and because it was so early, I still had not woken up. I
1: unleashed the When beast. I say this man came for me, he <laughs> fucking launched <laughs> at me. I was not expecting it. I was in bed as well. <laughs> but- <laughs> i about got okay. taking your side. I'm like, Lucky, you're supposed to be the middle man here. <laughs> I'm going to read my review. Okay. So people can-
0: Firstly, uh, yeah, you read your review and I'll first say, I loved it. I thought it was absolutely amazing. I thought the action was incredible. It was from the same director as Deadpool 2. So I knew it was going to be good. I knew it was going to be funny. And I knew it was going to be action-packed and amazing choreography because the guy is a stuntman, the director. He also did a Atomic,
1: Atomic Blind. Yes. You know that stunt sequence yep. in Atomic, that one take? No. Because Sam Hargrave was the stunt coordinator on that, the guy who did extraction, extraction yeah, mm-hmm. and um, that like Atomic Blonde was good as well. Like I really yeah. liked Atomic Blonde, and okay. then like I appreciate the stunt work and everything like that. That, that was amazing and stuff like that. I just you know, no little I, see, little I, lackluster and for me. I think what really got to me
0: was I was so sure you were gonna love it. Yeah, and I'm like, if this is not your number one film of all time. I give up. Do you know what? I think that might've, you.
1: that might've played a bit of part in it. And I, I always think. do that. I always hype the fuck out of <laughs> films and TV shows
0: for my friends. Yeah. And when they watch it, I'm like, like looking at them going, do you like it? Well, <laughs> that last night, um, we, I was with my mate at my house and we're going to put on La La Land because, you know, he's been wanting to watch it. Cause I go on about La La Land to everybody. It's my favorite film of all time. And I knew he was a bit tired and I'm like, bruh, if you're tired even the slightest bit, don't we're not watching this. Yeah. Otherwise I'm gonna be looking at you the whole time yeah. seeing if you're awake <laughs> or not. So we'll watch it another night. But I genuinely thought that you were gonna love it. This
1: is my review for Bullet Train. So it's not lengthy at all, I promise. But I'm always one for appreciating a film's craft and going for what it's trying to achieve, but I don't know, something just missed for me. While I still enjoyed my time and had a bunch of last laughs, mainly from Brad Pitt's antics, I was just waiting for something to happen. The twins were easily the best thing about the movie. They were easily the most entertaining part, and their back and forth I enjoyed, enjoyed more than other characters. While Bullet Train is nothing more than fun the entire way through, I'm not going to sit here and say I want depth with the characters and all that, because I know it's not that kind of film. But, man, I wanted more action, more violence, and maybe some more quick-witted interactions between characters while they were fighting. Maybe I went in with higher expectations, but I still recommend that you go watch. Side note – oh, wait, no, that's a spoiler. That's a spoiler, so I won't say that. Mm. Um, But then I mentioned Josh in the the review. I said, at Josh – Grey Man was better. And then (laughs) we were mid-argument and he edited his review and said, said it with chest. Because Josh said to me in the argument, you cannot say with chest that Grey Man was better than Bullet Train. and So I edited my review, finished it with, said with chest. Bruh.
0: You know what? I I think what annoyed me wasn't the fact that you didn't like it. It was the fact you said Grey Man was better. No,
1: but the thing is, like I did not like it. I just, I was very underwhelmed with it. I I
0: still don't understand that, but I've let bygones be bygones. (laughs) I I don't understand how you're underwhelmed. It was action-packed the whole way. It was way more action-packed than The Grey Man. I can understand if you preferred the action in The Grey Man, but objectively
1: there was so much more action and fighting in Bullet Train. I think my standard when it comes to action is different. But that and that's something I have to look, like. This is the thing the, that the raid, is yeah, number one, yeah. The raid and the night comes for us easily. Yeah. My like, that's the pinnacle for yeah. me. And anything Scott Atkins is in, if you don't know who Scott Adkins, mm-hmm. is, do a Google, find Check some of his out. movies. They're great films. Yeah, uh, action movies, I should say. Mm-hmm. Don't go and expect in expecting, like a fucking depth character and all that. But um, I don't know, man. I just felt like with Bullet Train, I was just like, it, I was waiting for something to happen, and then when it did, it was just, it was over. Like I was just like, oh, okay, mm. but. Uh, in what world is Gray Man better? Like, uh, just, just, this I one. want you, no,
0: no, no. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> just explain to me. Okay, so let's let's break this down. Action wise, Gray Man, you think Gray Man's better? I just, okay. Th- let's let's view this objectively for okay. a sec. Objectively, what what action is better? Okay, hand to hand combat. Objectively,
1: uh, Gray Man.
0: Because of the one fight scene
1: at the end. There's three fight scenes. Three. Yeah. Well, okay. Let's go into it this way. Mm-hmm. The action scenes in The Grey Man, for me, were drawn out more. Mm-hmm. For me, they were more elaborate. Mm-hmm. And there was, like, more that I could take in. Okay. Whereas, like... It quick, quick and, like, for the bullet train, it was just quick. Yeah. Like, quick. like, okay, for example, Brad Pitt delivered for me in spades in bullet train because he had like the reactions I look for when it comes to a thing like when Brad Pitt gets stabbed and then he goes dude did you just stab me like there's that interaction that I'm like okay that's what I can fuck with because then in the grey man when Gosling gets stabbed through the hand he takes the knife out and then he's going like fuck Jesus like that kind of shit and then he just Gets on with it and just starts going. And then like, there's more, I felt like there was more I could chew with the gray man because there was those reactions with the characters and stuff like that. And then with Brad Pitt, he was the character that I was like, all right, like I, I I was kind of expecting like him to be like a fucking, sorry, I swear there. Um, (laughs) I was expecting him to be like more like capable, if that makes sense. And don't get me wrong. He is capable. But like, I just, just felt like it was a knockoff of Deadpool. Essentially, like uh, granted that David how do you say his last name? Leach or Leitch. David Leach. Oh Leech. Yeah, him. I felt like he was just like, Look, I want you to channel Deadpool here and just go with that kind of thing. Like I felt like that might I have been a directed note, from. like I kind see of where thing. You're from, yeah. And then after a while I just grew tired of it. And then mm. I was thinking, like, especially when um Zazi Beats comes in yeah. and I was like, Okay, this should be good. And Oh, uh, is that it? Like yeah. that was over real quick. I was like, Okay. And then Um, but when the two characters, my two favorite characters were Brad Pitt and Aaron Taylor Johnson. (sighs) Yes. So when Aaron Taylor Johnson and him came in and then they were going at it, I was like, all right, this is going to be a good one. Like these are the two like main people of the film. Mm. And then I was like, is this it? Mm. Like, is this what we're, is this what's happening right now? And I just, it looked like they were just holding each other and just like fucking slapping each other. Like I was like, okay, fair enough. (laughs) And then what happens, happens, and then they had some quick back and forth, which you said you pointed out and I you said it. that was great. Yeah. It was good. Mm-hmm. I did like that. Mm-hmm. But just the film as a whole and the way it went, I was like, okay, like, okay is this is this it kind of thing? Like I was just By the way, this is much
0: more reserved, this
1: conversation, than it was earlier <laughs> in the week. <laughs> I was just underwhelmed. And then I did my big uh, reason as to why. Mm. It was that way for me. So, you know, when you're having an argument with your girlfriend and you're
0: just like, you know what, you win. Yep, <laughs> that was me. I was the bigger man. I just let it go.
1: I thought my I thought my point was valid. Nah, though. It was. It was.
0: Yeah, it was. you made valid points. Your opinion's wrong, but yeah. <laughs> you made valid points. Um, no, no, no. I I I get you. I don't even know. I just loved it. I think I wasn't expecting it. Yeah, I I loved Deadpool two because he didn't do the first Deadpool. He did Deadpool two, and I loved ah, Deadpool that's two right. so much more than the first
1: one. Um, well, that's the thing. There was a glint, I it came, mentioned it in some of my mm. points. Like there were parts from Deadpool two that I absolutely yeah, love. Like, yeah. did was, you not like Deadpool two? No, 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 I loved Deadpool yeah, yeah, two. Yeah. But then, like, as for me, an action film lover, like there were the scenes, there were the a couple of scenes in Deadpool two that I was like, this is what I like to okay. chew All out right. of a film. Like, did
0: you do you prefer big action set pieces? Compared to close-to-close combat?
1: Like explosions? Uh, and a sh- Nah, both, oh. really. Um, like, for example, the action set piece in Greyman where he's cuffed to the um, bench. I liked that. Mm. And then it ends up being like a big action set piece with all that kind of stuff. And I'm not saying like I'll go into La La Land expecting big action set pieces like I appreciate a film for what they're trying to do well, to like, be fair it does have big set pieces as well, <laughs> <actually>. <laughs> but um, no like with um, with the grey man and that all that kind. Of, like if I could just like just be enthralled with what's playing out in front of, <laughs> of me and not think why like oh why'd they do that like what's oh is this it like that kind of thing I just want to put it out there like Bullet Train is not a bad film by any means I still gave it three out of five stars and when you double that Six out of ten on the scale of film ranking, uh, film rating, but yeah, and just a little. And you gave Grey what? What again?
0: Five. Five mm- stars, baby. Aye, ten aye. out of ten. Okay, here's the thing, right?
1: <laughs> Please. Last question yours. before
0: we move on. Objectively, the writing, objectively, you have to agree the writing was so much better in The Bullet Train.
1: Don't. No, okay, I will admit. I will admit. Like, Dialogue at there least. Was the- Please. no, 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 no. no. I will the admit, dialogue
0: was written by a two-year-old in the Grey Man, bro. I,
1: I will admit, like the 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 one tiniest little knock I have on the Grey Man was like, he's just there. You know what I mean? Like he goes from this place to this place like that. Whereas in the in Bullet Train, like Brad Pitt's objective is to get off the train, but then something will hold him back mm. from mm. getting off the train. And I was like. Okay, like I feel like that's a that's a good writer like just moving his pieces around and taking note of where everything is and then just going like he can't get off the train for this reason. So I respected that. Mm. Whereas in The Gray Man there's just like and I think that's a thing that you see in all of the Russo Bros films is mm. like they'll just do like a location jump kind of thing. Oh, with the big titles. With the big titles and that that that's them controlling where things go and everything like that. So yeah, it's different them writing chess yeah, pieces. It's yeah. different writing to a different degree, but yeah, I felt like Seen it rather than like a big text, like you know your whole show not tell yeah, approach. Yeah, yeah, right. That's better. Mm. But I just like bear better than Bullet yeah. Train,
0: and this is my my response, which I was going to send to you. I was like, okay, wait, let me just. <laughs> I was like. <laughs> I wrote, now that makes sense. I think you've got to take a step back for a second and um, sure, you can have your own view and experience as subjectively as you want. But when it comes to other how other people enjoy their films, it's only going to be subject. That doesn't make no sense. Um, literally, it was like, look, because I was mad, I was mad, but then I thought, <laughs> I was like, you know what, bro? People look for different things in films. People get the kick out of different things. Everybody has a different experience, like we said before, and, you know, their life story, how they view certain things, you know. There's no way to look at someone else's view and experience or opinions and try to get an objective outcome as everything, uh, everybody has been through different things in life and sees things different. And I, I think didn't... that's the great thing about film. People can take different things and resonate with You can interpret it how, yeah, yeah, how you exactly. want. exactly. Yeah. And even though The Grey Man was not better, I can understand how you would like it. There Thank we you go. Sir. Come yep. to peace with us. Yes.
1: So, yeah, as much as Josh recommends Bullet Train, I recommend Grey Man. Yes. There and you know go. what? You know, Why not, not both? So. Like
0: the little girl in the taco commercial said. There you go. There you go. There you go. Yeah. go. All righty. Let's go to the next juicy sector of this podcast
1: the progress. Yes, please. Let's dive into it. Oh, but please. I'll go first. You've so, I, this is actually going to be a good
0: chunk because I did a lot of research and shit this week for you. I'll start off with me, right? Yes. Um chapter breakdowns. Did five this week. Did five. So I think I'm Damn. I think I'm on like chapter seventeen or something now. There's thirty chapters. So I only have like thirteen oh, chapters before okay. I'm yeah, yeah, yeah. starting to write the film. And I did a lot of thinking this week about my film man and um <laughs> Oh, my God, bro. So, you know my politics rant last week? Yeah. I read a chapter of, um, what's it called? The book that I was reading, uh, The Magic Man. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and a whole chapter, this is after the podcast, was dedicated to politics. Damn. A whole chapter. Karma. And I'm like, <laughs> you are kidding me. It was the most confusing chapter I've read of this book so far. And like, I I literally wrote in one of the notes... Make this simpler. Cut out politics. <laughs> like it just makes like everybody like this guy is like, you know, the prince of whatever and he can't leave due to this political I'm I'm just too tired to even go into it, man. It's just a lot of politics and I'm like, you're kidding. The after the um rant that I had last week, they give me a whole chapter on it. I'm like, this is fucking stupid. So now I'm just gonna have to interpret it for myself because yep. it bores me. And it's not in a film that I want to make.
1: So fuck it. Fuck politics. But do you know what? I had a thought the other day. Um, you know how we were talking last week about um, you asked me how you should go about the yep. town yep. and all that kind of stuff and people are from yep. this place. But I do exactly what they did with Wak- Wakanda. Yes. Wakanda's not a real place, but it's based on. A-
0: but then again, the Wakanda was part of the source material. Like it was in the comics. Yeah, so they still went off it. Yeah, obviously they've
1: they still gone off it, but like the way that people- Did you hear my fart just then? No, I didn't. Oh, sorry. Sorry, continue. <laughs> um, the way people resonate with it is because it's, you know, the African-American yep. community. So yep. you could just sort of take this. Oh, I get you. Do you know what I mean? I get you 100%. So, yeah. yeah, I had that thought the other day. I said, you know, I'm going to bring that to the podcast next week. So That's a good op. Yeah. Just yeah. like, I don't know, use that as inspiration. For what, what
0: made this even more difficult, the politics in the chapter were- <laughs> Were for that made-up country. Oh. And I'm like, oh, well, this is just fantastic. Well, then
1: you make your own rules. Literally. Eventually.
0: That's the one thing I don't like about Dune is the politics. And it yeah. just confuses me because I'm like, you know, I don't know, man. It's like space <laughs> politics. It's yeah. like Star Wars, to be honest. That's why the prequels... I mean, I like the prequels, but I can't get with the politics of it. Yeah, fair call. So, yep, yeah, no, nah, fuck politics. Um, I did a lot of thinking this week. Um, and when I... I started to get like I texted you little flashes of like certain frames from the film that uh, that I'm gonna make, and what I do to kind of get this inspiration is I listen to soundtracks, and I've ever since you know meeting Federico the uh, composer, um, I and I'll say this with chest the soundtrack to me is the most important part of the film. Yeah, right. The most important part because you can have you can film on an iPhone and. If you have the right music to go over it, mm-hmm. it can make you feel a certain way. You yeah. watch it without music, you're not feeling anything. Hundred percent. And you're concentrating you can have the worst film in the world and the soundtrack will bring you into almost the soundtrack will shape a new world and shape your how you're gonna take in that movie. You know, it's gonna shape the emotions you feel, shape the way you feel. Yeah. Um and you know, it helps me when making films visualize better. So, what I was listening to, like I said last week, I want to do a little bit in Egypt. I was listening to the Dune soundtrack by yep. Hans Zimmer, and I listen. I have a whole playlist dedicated to soundtracks of films. Um, I was listening to the Dune soundtrack from Hans Zimmer, and just getting in the mindset because I want to film. In the sand dunes in Port Stevens.
1: Yeah, uh, you've been there. And I
0: was doing a bit of research on that. You can go four wheel driving, which is great because we'll have all this equipment and stuff. Four-wheel driving and I go into the desert areas and just it looks incredible. It looks like Egypt as well.
1: And that's the exciting thing, is like you it's can do the anything and film there. It's great.
0: And there was this there's two frames that I get while listening to it. Do you know the frame in Justice League when they introduced Jason Momoa? And he's walking along like that jetty, and he has the bottle yeah. of whiskey. And they do a close up on his face with the water like dripping from his face. Yep. I have that in mind, but instead of the water, of it being sand, almost like a sandstorm around this extreme close up, revealing this face. This guy like wrapped in like cloth and just like revealing it. I just
1: I, I, I can see it now. Yeah, yeah. Like and a, yeah, they yeah. do a
0: similar shot with Timothy Chalamet in June, where it's like this kind of sandstorm engulfing the face that breaks apart to reveal the fact and it just like shit like that comes to my head when i'm listening yeah. to these soundtracks and i think it's amazing
1: yeah fair enough but
0: um yeah that's basically what i've done i have about 13 chapters left and then i will be able to start writing
1: hey there you go but my friend
0: take it away what have you been up to
1: um so yeah as for reasons they said at the start of this podcast not going to repeat it all but um yeah progress has been a bit slow but in saying that i've been frantically searching for a storyboard artist to sort of bring the animation sector of the film to life so I can start and working with them as well and then hopefully finding an animator to sort of go, this is what I had in mind, what can be done in this kind of scenario. So as for progression, I've uh, I've locked in a call with a potential storyboard artist on Monday. Aaron, you're a legend. Um, and... You know, it it got me really excited because, like, there was a, there was a moment in this week where I was freaking out, and Josh brought me back, and um, I don't think it's going to be the only moment I have yeah, on this man. journey. But um, just like when you feel like, because you, you you start putting these wheels in motion and then when things kind of grind to a halt, you're like, this can't happen. Especially when you've been through (laughs) that halt for months. Yeah, exactly. You don't want to go back. I don't want to go back. And so I think that's what played a massive part in it. And um, yeah, so I kind of had a little moment and then Josh was like, look, just step away from it for a day or something. Just breathe, think where you want to go next. And that was really good. So I composed myself, reached out to a couple of people, um, uh, then – um shout out to Emmanuel again he had he was looking for people as well like there was just like things were still in motion that I didn't even realize and then now that I've locked in a meeting with a potential storyboard artist like I feel like things are going back in the right direction yeah. and stuff like that so then um why a storyboard artist over taking photos or drawing yourself because I just I, I don't know I'd, I'd rather see it and express it rather than left to my own devices, if that makes sense. you
0: feel like somebody can do it better than you? But yes, I, I challenge you, but you know your mind the best, so why get someone else to
1: do it? I don't know. I just think that's how I think. Like just – I don't know. I think it'll help with – like if I have storyboards, then I can storyboard around it. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Does that make sense? No. <laughs> okay. If I have the storyboards, right, and I have them and I'm looking at them, I can sort of like – See how the scene's going to play out. If that makes sense. Whereas I'm left with my devices and taking photos, videos and stuff. I just kind of winging it. I feel. So I feel like it might be better.
0: You won't be able to express what's in your head as good as somebody else can.
1: Yeah, like like if I tell someone, like if I tell this storyboard artist, this is what I want, like the look and the feel and everything like that. I can maybe then build off that as well. Yeah. Okay. So I feel like that's my next step. Yeah. Cool. I hope that makes sense. Makes sense, man. So yeah, I think um, yeah, it's going to be a busy week with um, storyboarding and building because yep. I want to I want to sort of lock off this animation sequence. Yeah. I kind of I'm kind of prioritizing yeah. that to a point where I want to be like, all right, this is where it starts. The obstacle I'm introducing and what it means, and I kind of want to lock that off, and then I'll build the real world stuff off of that because essentially that's the meat. Yeah. Of the film is this animation sequence. And remember, you don't have to have every frame storyboarded. No, yeah, exactly Because
0: right. you do that with the cinematographer down the track. But I think it helps, like, doing the storyboards before the cine as well. Like, yeah. you can do it with them. It depends how your process works. Yeah, I like to do it before them so they have a clear, concise vision of what you want. Then they can add their stuff around it.
1: Yeah, fair. You know?
0: Instead, if you're doing it with them, you may be... Um, persuaded to do it their way and you want to keep your own bit of vision. So do the storyboards before you don't have to do all of it. And, yeah, definitely prioritise the animation sector because that's going to take a long A long time, yeah.
1: So I reckon all this real-world filming could be like a day of filming max, one or two days of filming. Literally, a day. Yeah.
0: Just do a whole day.
1: Yeah, exactly right. I mean, no, um, 10 hours. What are you talking about? We don't go over the legal (laughs) (laughs) limit. But, um, yeah, so that's the – that's where I'm at at the moment with yeah. progress and stuff like that, and I know that we've been talking about potential animators and stuff like a that. A lot of stuff that I want to go through with you now. So please take. The right. ball. So you
0: said you've changed the character's age to sixteen. Yes. Cooper, I'm going to just say it again. I think he's perfect. <laughs> okay. Ha- keep that in mind. Yep, Don't have to go off me. it. But I have. I, I have think kept it in mind he. It would be amazing. He's still trying to make his way. And if you guys don't know Cooper, he starred in my film, Two's a Lesson. He's also done bits afterwards. Like he's doing amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, you think it was in like a Domino's commercial or something yeah, like he that. Was. But so he, I, I think he would be amazing. And his mother is amazing as well and a great communicator as well. And right. we've worked with him before. I think that would solve the, the most important casting not issue, but situation that you would right. have to go through, and you know how he is, and he's a great, great kid, art. great kid, great kid. Again,
1: just an idea. Yeah, no, trust me, it's been idea. in my mind since you've said it. So yeah, I think
0: you would do your justice yeah, as right. well. Um, okay, I did. There was a time at work where I there was not a lot to do, so I took some time to do some research on like animation and stuff like that. It's going to be much – it's going to take longer than we thought, which, number one, I kind of knew, but, like, longer than we thought to actually animate, like, the film. Oh, 100%, yeah. So, i got some freelance names, which I've already, like, gone with you. So, i I got advice to go look on YouTube to look at some animators, like, do some research, see people that have animated their own shorts and kind of track down who they are to their Instagram and see, you know, where to contact them. I was looking at different people and, you know, we got some names. I've got a guy from Norway for you, which I'll I give you their uh, contact thing. Um, another girl from YouTube that I've tracked down. And there's this girl in Melbourne, right? Her name's Madeline and she does animation. And she it's very simple animation. I think, bro, you're going to have to do 2D. Oh, I think you, unless <laughs> you, you're willing to fork out thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars, <laughs> stick to 2D. Um, but this girl, she, she seems like she's... Um, between just starting out and got her head around animation, like she 's got her head screwed on, and yeah. she she seems like she knows what she 's doing, and she 's in Melbourne, which may help i'll give you her contacts afterwards but i've literally I went through like an hour watching short films of animation on YouTube and tracking them down and seeing you know their Instagram and their other works and portfolio, so I built a whole list of you there's only like three or four or whatever. Um, I was also thinking of different ways that we can try and get animators as well because yeah. you're not going to just walk across the street and meet an animator 100%, every yeah. day. Um, another way we can go down this route because it's going to be fine, it's going to be hard finding animators without connections. We can try the animation students in JMC.
1: Yeah, that was an avenue that I was going to right because
0: they would be working on their majors or maybe not even have their majors, and we could say, "Hey, look, we have a script. If you want to." Animate that for your yeah. major, and one thing that I've picked up on—bear in mind, we know nothing about animation, but it ta- its not just one person. Yeah, no. So if you go to Jameson, go down that route, you're going to have a team working on your absolutely stuff. Again, I don't, I'm not too sure if they would allow us to do that, but I can try contact you know old uh, uh, what's it called lecturers that we used to know and see what they reckon about that. Um, but then you, you've still got other websites you can check, like Upwork, Freelancer.com, Airtasker. Those are more secure than I reckon, than Fiverr. Yeah. Um, because Fiverr, I I've watched people uh, buying a bunch of animators on Fiverr for their short films and reviewing them. And the ones that I'll send you saying, oh, these guys look good, all scams. Uh, yeah. So you got to be careful on Fiverr. But on those. I, have sh- I actually have shares in Airtasker, so I know they're top-notch as well, yeah, especially okay. freelancer.com. I know other people that have used those, so those are more legit websites we can check out. Um, I had an idea, because you're going to have to record the voice for ADR. Yep. Right here. We can just do ADR here. Oh, we exactly. have the mics, exactly. we have the soundproofing. That's true.
1: Yeah, well, I didn't even think about that. Yeah.
0: Literally, hey. There
1: you go. For
0: free. We'll say-
1: oh, I hope they don't listen
0: so we're doing a podcast <laughs> come do the adr here bring the you know bring the actors here and you know we have the whole setup shebang
1: well even in that sense like because they can just be sitting they're going off each other literally like it'll be like they're in the scene and like that you don't have to be like all right you're in like you don't have to direct mm. them just like, right, read the script and literally bounce off each other like, and
0: like uh, adr um i love adr and well, i mean it's not really adr it's just voiceover work but ADR is kind of similar ADR stands for additional dialogue recording usually happens after the script when you know maybe lines are not delivered correctly or there's a sound problem and you get them to re-record their lines over the top this would just be normal voiceover work I find it super fun to do it and how I did it for my film I just got a bought a lapel mic 70 bucks from JB Hi-Fi you know went to their houses or they came to somewhere and you know played the scene over and they just mouthed their words and it's as simple as that and we have amazing mics, amazing quality. You can mess around with you. You have soundproofing done. That's there you ADR go. sorted, there mate you go. for free because hiring out an ADR studio, finding the equipment is super hard. So there you go, sorted right here. There we go. Um, but, and then uh, we sent you some uh, inspirations to kind of take an idea of tune sandwich was one of them and yep. the work that they do. Um, and yeah, that's basically. I mean, I said I had a lot, but that, that was—it was a bunch. It was like two hours of me
1: just right, going it's through and appreciated. These. Like you never know, like that is massive. Yeah. I appreciate that so much. Like it's giving me like I, I didn't even think about this place. Yeah, and um, that it's honestly as soon as you said it, and then I just suggested like they idea back bounce back and yeah. forth. It's a perfect idea. So, exactly. Yeah, and then um, going down the animation route, I think it's going to be there'll be people that are keen to do it, but it's yeah. just, it's just the process. of Just it finding them. I feel like once you
0: find them, then we're sweet. hundred yeah. percent. I think I had a little moment this week as well, going like, wow, I'm going to be busy when yeah. all of this kicks off. And I had a little moment where I was like, fuck, am I, am I going to be able to, am I cut out for this? Like, am I cut out to like, number one, do my film? Like, is this all going to work? I'm stressing about money and stuff like that in terms of try, like, like getting funds for the film and, how am I going to do this? Am I just going to dig into my own pocket? Like, yeah. And then I'm like, fuck, I don't want to let you down. I hope I'm good enough to do this producer work and stuff <laughs> like that. And then, uh, Well, you
1: definitely are. That's a yeah. the thing as well as you've been a massive part into why Swirling Vortex has taken off in mm. the way that it has and the potential that it has is because I thought, all right, I'm just going to go off this script and I'm going to get it made, but I didn't know where to start. So you should be very proud of yourself in that respect. Thank you, boss. But it was a thought that I did have as well. Like, oh, I didn't even realise, but like once Josh takes over with the producing side of it, he's got his own to go off as well. I was mm-hmm. like, is this going to be too much for oh, him no, and stuff like no, that? But will like, fine, brother. So as long as you can ju- – and I'm obviously helping out where I can. Yes. Like, yes. Um, like do not feel like you're alone in this oh, no, at I all. Me-
0: I think it will help when I have a producer.
1: Yeah. Because the producer's role is
0: to take the stress Yeah. Yeah. Um, in the pre-production process but yeah i mean i'll probably co-produce my own as well yeah. and you know i i i literally had like a little freak out moment where like oh fuck is this like how is this all gonna work mm. especially for my film as well it's so like you kind of just snap out of it and I'm, I'm thinking to myself i've done this before yeah it literally once you lock in your crew then that's another thing i'm stressing about my like, fuck crew Yep. We have connections, but it's like, what are we going to do? And like, I know there's a Facebook page that I need crew Australia and stuff, but it's a moment like, God. I, but then I'm like, once you get the crew, everything's smooth sailing from there.
1: Exactly right. And then that's another thing about um, like stressing about a bridge before you cross it. Like, yep. before we, like, there's no point in stressing about it. No, before exactly. We get there. So we'll cross that bridge when we get there. Exactly.
0: Well, there you go. So yeah, that's progression. A lot of progression, man. A lot of this. You're getting out. See, what I did with Austin this week is I had a bunch of notes. And I'm like, you know, I'm saving it for the podcast so we can have a natural conversation. Like yeah. nothing's forced. Like this is literally the first time me telling you this stuff and yeah. going back and forth. And if you have time after this, we can go back to mine or whatever and yep. talk more about it. 100%, like,
1: yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah, that's another thing. So you guys seeing firsthand, like there's a lot of exciting things coming.
0: A lot of exciting. You're also seeing the doubts. You know, yeah. the, the, <laughs> the, you're going through the ups and downs with us, you know, what we're, what's going through our minds as basically amateurs again. Yep. Like, yeah, we've been – we've had experience in this, you know, kind of industry before, but, you know, we still have our doubts and this is starting from basically step one again.
1: Yeah, 100%.
0: Yeah. It's exciting. Oh. Scary as hell. Oh. It's exciting. You
1: can jump out of your comfort zone.
0: Scary yeah. As well as, but. And, like, literally, I, I just love it that I'm busy again. Like, I come yeah. home from work and I'm even – I'm doing at least one a day. I'm trying to – um, like, when I come home from work, it's like 12 at night. I've got to do one chapter breakdown before I go to bed. Yeah. And, once I write, I think that's when it's go time. But I yeah. think, I don't know. Did you, when it comes to crew, did you have like a similar crew? Like when we pitches to them, do, or should we get different people to make sure that they can do, I f- do it?
1: Yeah, I feel like that might be
0: different people. Different people, yeah. Okay. Any crossovers in like crossovers? Like it, w- in terms of when we pitch these ideas to get people on board, like,
1: oh. Uh, it's just a thought, food for thought. Well, that's we'll it, yeah, more. food for thought. That's a later problem. That's a later, yeah, it's future us problems. I do have
0: a Cine in mind. I still want to go with James if he's in the country yeah. for me. I've promised him and I just really want to work with him. Um,
1: nah, he's great. He's great at what he did. Hopefully
0: he's in the country still because he was stuck here for a while. Yeah,
1: I don't have a Cine in mind, but that's, yeah, this it's is a later problem. It's man. a later problem. So, yeah, I'm stressing about it now.
0: All righty. We'll move on to the last topic. Alrighty, now we'll go on to the last topic. We're actually going to say our top five best films of all times as well as our top five worst films of all time. And, you know, we'll kind of touch because on last week because you were talking about films that made you feel something I didn't get a chance to say because of the timing. And then I also was sharing my controversial opinions and you didn't get time to say yours. So we'll kind of mix those into our top five worst and best films yeah. of all time. And
1: you know what? It's actually kind of good. I, um... I had a couple of people reach out and say they really enjoyed the movie chats. So this might be oh, something, really? that, yeah, something that we have yeah. to do down the line. is um, I like that. And yeah. I hope that the people that are listening and saying they love our movie chats, I hope you guys are checking out the movies we're talking about yeah. because I, I lo- there's nothing more I love than just talking about films. It's something that I really, really enjoy doing. So I'm all for it. Yeah. No, I'm glad. Let's I, go for I,
0: it. I, I'm, I'm glad they enjoyed it because you know, the whole podcast was based around the idea that we're going to share our progress as well. But I understand that not everybody, um, can connect with that so we like to have a little bit for everybody yeah exactly right but um yeah so do you want to start or you want me to start
1: you start because i've got to get my um
0: app called letterboxd and it's like this social media kind of movie app where we track all the films that we've watched rate them and how my list goes the list i was explaining earlier is all my five out of five rating movies go into my list yeah, of all time. I'm the same. Right now they're all ranked from so I have about 51 5 out of 5s and they're all ranked 55 to number 1. So basically my I'm going to tell you five to one top films of all time and what they made me feel, right and why they're there because I think uh, I I like to say that I those top 10 films have to evoke some kind of emotion uh, out of me. 100%. Um ah, I'll tell you. Avengers Endgame comes in at number 5. Right? Nice. Just because it was the culmination of my childhood, basically. You know, culmination of. How many films? Oh god, I don't even know. Like twenty something films. All twenty-one movies before that point. And man, that was the first film I've properly like. I've cried, like teared up in films, but I sobbed. Yeah, when, when Tony Stark died. Spoiler alert. And you know what? No, if you haven't seen it, fuck you. You would have if you yeah. haven't seen
1: the movie. You've seen it on social media. Yeah, literally.
0: So. But like that—that that made me sob. But that was just a perfect culmination. Russo Bros at their very best and only. Best. um <laughs>
1: sorry. I just have to. Winter Soldier yeah, wants dude. to have a conversation.
0: Oh, sorry. Yeah, Winter Soldier was very good. So that's, that's what I Infinity thought. Before. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. No. So that was number five. Number four, the Prestige. I actually have a tattoo of that right here. I don't know if you can see I knew you
1: were gonna love that. I remember watching that. I was like, this is Josh. Yeah. Like this This, this is Josh. This should me. be yeah. Joshua Nolan, not yeah. Christopher Nolan. Literally. It was
0: <laughs> it was just everything, man. It was a magic film and exactly how I wanna tell my stories, you know. It was they set seeds earlier in the film. and It was one of those movies where you have to sit through and, God, you're confused as fuck for 75% of the movie, but you just have to trust the process oh. and trust that it's all going to make sense in the, the end. The payoff. Which is kind of what my book, which I'm adapting now, it's like you're confused for most of the book, but then the
1: payoff at the end is like... Which is why I like it so much. Yeah. It's very...
0: The uh, payoff. I just want to yeah. say the
1: payoff is so... Like, satisfying. Satisfying and it is so... like The film is that complex, yeah. but then the payoff, you're like... Of course, that makes sense. Literally, why didn't I think of that? So but that's the magic. That's the beauty of magic. Literally, that this tattoo
0: oh, I have O two O two eleven, and then a little top hat on top of it. That's a time code. If you scrub to this time code in the Prestige, it's uh, Hugh Jackman, or maybe yeah, it's Hugh Jackman explaining why he does magic in the very climax of the film, explaining why he does magic, and it's very reminiscent as to why I do film yep. in the first place, which is why I got it tattooed on me. And it's just got everything I love: magic and filmmaking, and literally encapsulates the reason why I love film and why I love magic, and makes it one. And just the payoff is incredible. The way it's written, just everything about it, incredible. Yeah. So that was number four. Number three. Oh, actually, maybe that should be number three. Oh, I really like this movie. So these just are swap them around if you need to. You know what? Yeah, I'm swapping that around. Um,
1: Interesting. Yeah. So now this is your number, number three.
0: Was her. With Joaquin Phoenix, ah, oh, bro, I
1: haven't seen that. So th-
0: this this gets into the kind of relationship psychoanalysis. I mean, this wasn't really—he was in love with his computer, so it wasn't really a relationship. But this made me feel—I don't—I don't even know. I think I was actually fresh off a breakup, and I watched this. Ah, uh, yeah, because it dives into the psychoanalysis of people's thoughts behind. Feelings and love and stuff like that. It really just connected with me. And I yeah. don't even know how to explain it. It's a weird movie, but the way it's just... made, I love Joaquin Phoenix, bro. He's one of Great my favourite actor. actors of all time. And that was just an incredible... So simple. The colour palette I'm in love with. So bland, but so colourful at the same
1: time. It's hard to explain. I love colour in film as well. Yeah.
0: It, it was written beautifully... Weird film, but just so well made. But weird films are great, though. Man, yeah. yes. Joaquin Phoenix is a weird actor in himself, yeah. and just takes that role and makes it. Like, I'm pretty sure it won an Oscar for like, I don't know what it won. I think it won an Oscar for best.
1: Let me search that up real quick. For those that might not know who Joaquin Phoenix is, he's the Joker. That's yeah. what you all might know him from. So
0: it won best original screenplay, best picture, best original score, and best production design.
1: Damn. Okay, I, I got to check it out. You haven't seen it. I haven't seen it. Damn, bro! I still haven't seen it.
0: It's by um, Spike Jones.
1: Ah, okay, know you know Spike Jones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, yeah, um, yep, yep,
0: yep. yeah. So that was uh, number three. Now number four. Oh, maybe this is switch it back. No, oh. go, move okay, on. Yeah. move on. Number two, Malcolm and Marie. Oh, see, not this yeah, is a. Yeah. I've spoken to people. Most people haven't seen it, or they don't like it. And it's a film where you either you don't like or you love. And yep. I saw it with Jay and Fetty. And they were... I don't know where you were. We definitely asked you to come, but you were probably, probably doing something. So I but it was back in the day. I think it was last year. Like yeah, you guys all went to the cinema year. to watch it, Yeah, we we, it? we went to Ritz to yeah. watch it. Um, the Ritz? Yeah, we went to the Ritz to watch Malcolm Marie because it was a Netflix film. Yeah. And that movie was crazy. The writing and I get goosebumps talking about it. It's insane. The, I remember being enthralled The, the with writing of it and just the... Another psychoanalysis of a relationship. These two that just keep trying to one up each other, and how this is not a love. Okay, it's hold
1: on, wait, 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 wait. I'll get my thing up about it. It is the bet. The oh, fuck, do you know what this? This encapsulates what I talked about before. You know how I love action set pieces and stuff. Yeah. Malcolm and Marie felt like an action film, but without any oh, action dude. whatsoever, because these characters were just. One up in each other every single time. (laughs) The last line was If you know me well, you're going to understand how hard this hits.
0: I didn't go to the bathroom the whole two hours, (laughs) (laughs) which is a rare occurrence. Yeah. So this is, this encapsulates it. It's a big review. If you want to follow us on Letterboxd, my thing is Josh Urquhart. Um, (laughs) You can plug your letter. (laughs) See my controversial reviews. Literally my bio is, I probably won't like the films you like. (laughs) All right. So this is, this encapsulates it all. A piece of true cinema, a mix of true discussion on today's cinematic industry, as well as a perfectly told, not love story, but a story about love.
1: 100%.
0: Insane movie. Just the verbal boxing match, the mental boxing match that these two people have. One location, one night, just you think they have an argument, and you think it's settled, and then it's brought back and yeah. back, and then they toxicity. Have that, yeah, they oh. have
1: the moment of clarity, and you're like, yeah. "Oh, everything's good." Then, and then, John David Washington has one of the best monologues of all time. Mm. Oh my absolutely god, absolutely insane! I, can but you see these goosebumps? Yeah, I like I'm kind of getting them now. But I just one scene that sticks out to me most is the bathtub scene.
0: Oh my god, yes, Rips. it grips you. Oh my I remember god. just being so emotionally exhausted yeah. after that film having been in toxic relationships myself, it, it, um what's it called? Um, connected with me on a different level yeah. because I understand, I mean, I understand what these characters are going through in everything that they're doing, every cigarette that they're having, every, every conversation they're having, you are there with them and it draws you in like no other. And if you haven't been in that situation, you will not connect with it. Mm. But when you have, you do and that I just I remember just being so emotionally exhausted by and that. Do you know that.
1: what was uh, one thing that I hide to uh, hold to a high standard with films as well is when films just flow mm. and Malcolm and Marie just flows. Yeah. Man. It just it it is mentally exhausting, mm. but it, you after you watch it you'd be like, fuck that was good. That was the best piece
0: of uh that movie's the best written film I've ever seen. There you go. So- Number one Spoilers because you already said it. <laughs> La La Land, yeah. and you know what? I don't. Even, it doesn't even need an explanation. Just go watch it for yourself. This is another one. It's it's. Um, people don't watch it because they don't like musicals. It's not. You know it, it's the least musical musical you'll see. Yeah, like the opening is a musical beat, but it's just a story. Another story about love and how sometimes dream how dreams and careers and everything sometimes gets in the way of it and you can't do much about it. Yeah. And it's just, oh, I don't even know what to say. It's a cinematic masterpiece. I'll leave it at that. I,
1: I remember like, obviously um, Fetty yourself and Lockie yep. and I might throw Jane there. I don't know if Jay's seen it or not, but I remember everybody was raving about it and I was like, you know, what, I'll check it out. And I remember loving it. Yeah. Didn't expect to, but yeah. but that's the thing. When you go into a film without like any expectations, it ends up like, I'm not saying not in every case, but like, you know, you get that was actually really yeah. good. Like you don't expect much and then, you know, you get delivered everything in Incredible. space. Like yeah. it's, yeah. Um, Did you have any that you like wanted to put in there, but you didn't? Like what's your- In my top five? Yeah. Nah. That's, that's your solidified top five. Solidified. And I
0: don't think things will get close. There's been a bit of like around the 10 mark. That's what I see changes quite a bit. Yeah. Um, But five and above, I don't think have changed, except for now I put prestige above her. But you know what? I'm going to change that back because I trust my instinct.
1: (laughs) Um, Yeah. And do you want to do your top five? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. All right, cool. We've got one crossover. Go me. Let's go. So my number five, and anyone who knows me, like you and all the boys and everybody that knows me knows that action is pretty pretty high up there. No, The Raid. Five? The Raid's my number five. Mm -hmm. The Raid's my number five because that is just like – Literally everything I look for in a film, same as um, a film that's featuring on down this list, um, it's it's just non-stop. Like the, the epitome, it's been labelled the greatest action film ever made mm-hmm. in history of all cinema and I love that and it deserves the title because it is awesome. The Raid 2 is a bit of a letdown just because they dive more into like a story kind of things but still same beats and stuff like that from the first one yep. and it is just fun throughout. Please check it out. You will have to put up with subtitles. What language? It is Indonesian. Okay. So you will have to put up with subtitles. If dub's your thing, maybe find a dubbed version, but that's personally not me. Uh, The Raid. Number um, five. Cool. Number four, you're going to hate this, Cherry. Okay. Cherry just resonated with me. I just felt like it was, it's a Russo Brothers film. Um, It just, I, I could just get on board with Tom Holland's character, not because I've been in that situation by any means, but just like the struggle. And him trying to hold it together. And there's just a shot at the end where you just feel everything he's gone through. And you just, just a great film. Like, check it out. Apple TV. I comment
0: on that. I, the reason I, I don't hate it. I think I gave it a three. But I didn't like it because I feel like the Russo brothers tried to cram so much into it. Especially when you're on topics so sensitive as the ones they tried to tackle. Yeah. You don't cram it in. Yeah, fair enough. Anyways, that's okay. what I
1: Yeah, no, fair enough. Um, Number three is Endgame. You just can't beat Endgame. The culmination of all 21 films up to that point and just seeing everything that every character has gone through Mm. and all of them in one place – and then that assemble line.
0: Yeah. Oh my God. You just said, yeah. oh, I have that on my soundtrack's playlist. <laughs> it's called portals.
1: Yeah. That's the thing. I've yeah. listened to that so many times. And just that shot, there's one shot that you can tell, it's big crane shot where all the portals are opening up and the camera just swirls dun. dun, 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 dun Giant man's dun, dun, in the dun, back. Dun, dun, oh. Dun, 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 dun. Oh, oh man. Amazing. It is honestly like, I don't know if it's not copyright or something, maybe Dylan just yeah. chuck it in over <laughs> the top of here. Oh, definitely copyright. I
0: reckon. But uh, what makes that even better is the cinema experience, like the theatre. Oh, it turns into a football stadium. Yes,
1: exactly right. Yeah. And that's that's something that um, Marvel movies are starting to become now. Yeah. Like I've never experienced that. And I remember the cinema erupting. And then when I watched it the second time, my brother and his mate, they looked at me and said like, is this getting any better? Yeah, no. It's like, trust me, it does. And then they were both out. Let's go! Yeah, Let's literally. Go! Oh, oh, bro. So good. Like, Endgame, can't recommend that highly well enough. Yeah. Number two is The Grey Man, just because. Of all time. Yeah, because I'm diving deep into the franchise. I'll see you guys next week. <laughs> because I'm diving deep into the franchise. Like, I'm reading the book at the moment. I'm reading all 11 books to go. You rate The, the this- Grey
0: Man above Endgame. Come on, Austin.
1: Look, it's a tight three and two. Like, it's. Come on. And then, so yeah, so The Grey Man, I'm I'm reading the books. Like I'm actually enthralled with the book as well. It's interesting seeing what they've done different in the film compared to what's in the movie. But like I want to get on board with this world and I want to dive deep into it. So that's why I'm holding it pretty high. But anyone that listened last week knows that my number one film of all time is The Mitchells vs. The Machines because yep. it's the perfect encapsulation that, of weird animation, deep and meaningful um, thematic messages as well is – it, yeah, it made me cry. I haven't felt like that in a while and it was just something that I hold very high. So that's my top five. Respect, brother. Respect. <laughs> should we? Here's a question for you. We have a
0: guest next week. Should we, we save the worst movies that we've seen uh, So with Fetty so we can go through that with him? I think so. I think yeah, we should. Because we're already a bit over time. Yep. I reckon we lead that with him and then we done. have a topic to end with.
1: Absolutely. Awesome. No, done. I agree. Um, that was very good though. It was a very good episode. Very today. good
0: episode, man. I feel that was the most natural one that we've had. Oh yeah, absolutely. And I think I only swore like once or twice.
1: I think I did more swearing than you did. I think you did. Like again, <laughs> you're about a 10, man. I need you. Okay, I'll dial it back to a nine <laughs> next week. But um, yeah, I think, yeah, after the week that I've had, this has been a good refresh. mm Next, This next week's going to be great. Yep. Positive affirmations and Let's for yourself, sir. Yep. You're going to have a great week as well. Look forward to all the progress and everything Let's for next it, week. Baby. So, yeah, Josh. Find talk us to the lovely people. Free
0: Prod Pod on Instagram, TikTok. TikTok's uh, doing well. It is. So is the Instagram, you know, we're getting some messages, some interaction with people. Um, some guy commented on the TikTok today on the rant about the old films and he's like, what about Scarface? I'm um, uh, like... A, I'm seeing it, mate. Um, So we're getting some good interaction on there, and if you want to search up the YouTube as well, there's a bit more on YouTube. But like, you know, you see the actual stings on YouTube, and you don't see the stings on Spotify. And you know, I've gotten feedback saying, you know, when you're talking about this and this, you got to explain what you're saying because us that listen on Spotify can't see it. I'm like, well, watch it on YouTube then. I'm not like, (laughs) I'm not explaining. If you want to see what we're talking about, go on YouTube and. The whole thing's there for you. Fair
1: enough. And just before we sign off, I just want to give one quick shout out. Yeah. I received a phone call yesterday from a good friend, Michael Elsley. And basically he just said, the the podcast episode must have resonated with him a lot because he listened to it, called me and said, bro, I've just finished the latest episode of your podcast and I absolutely loved it. For someone that's not into as movies as I am, like your guys talking about films makes me appreciate it more. and That kind of stuff. So like, again, the podcast is hitting right and it's doing what we intended um but yeah that call literally made my day yesterday it was awesome um he just called you to tell you that yeah like before i was going out and he called me while i was getting ready to go out and i was like bro that was so nice what the hell what a legend (laughs) so um yeah man thank you so much for your call and um yeah hopefully you enjoy this episode too and um yeah We've got plenty of exciting things coming. Plenty
0: of exciting things to come. It'll Keep the messages get, coming, people. It will awesome.
1: only get better, you know, as we get more in depth to this process
0: of making films. Definitely. It gets more exciting. Trust. You yep. You guys are going through the pre-production, which is the most boring bit out of all of them. So and once we get something, into it. Uh,
1: yeah, well, I'll talk about this off camera, actually. Yeah. I won't suggest it right. Now. <laughs> all right. But, um, but yeah. All right. Let's tie the easy bow. Easy, guys. All right. We'll catch you next week. Catch us next week. See so, yeah. See so, yeah.